so today we are going to start uh, a chapter, chapter fifth from class eleventh NCERT, known as Morphology of Flowering Plants. Okay, so um, flowering plants are otherwise known as angiosperms, and uh, in this chapter we'll be learning about the classification of angiosperms. And morphology means morpho itself means that forms and features. And since this chapter is about forms and features of angiosperms, we will be learning about forms and features of angiosperms, and which includes about the root, the stem, the leaf, then inflorescence, the flower, fruit, and the seeds. So uh, roots, uh, so roots grow from. Uh, okay, so when you take the seed, uh, and when it germinates into a plant, uh, the radical and the plumule are the two embryonic stages. Whereas uh, the embryonic stage radical grows into the root system, while the embryonic stage plumule grows into the shoot system. So when the radical, the root system R and R, that's how you can remember it. So radical grows the root system, and the root system consists of uh, roots plus lateral branches lateral branches and uh, uh, lateral branches are nothing but the sides of the roots sides of the roots whereas uh, the shoot system is the aerial part of the plant now what does the aerial part mean the aerial part means uh, the leaf the stem the branches, flowers, fruits, etc. Okay. So now, uh, there are. Uh, now we come to the topic: types of roots. Types of roots. Um. Yeah. So there are. Uh, okay. So I have a trick to remember types of roots, and that is fat roots fat roots okay now what does this mean so f a t okay so as i'm talking in this podcast i'm also making my own notes um so yeah that is right so i'm talking slow okay so yeah um so f is for fibrous roots F is for fibrous roots. A is for adventitious roots. Roots. And T is for tap roots. Yeah, D is for tap roots. Okay. T is for tap roots. Now, when we come to the fibrous roots, um, fibrous roots are monocots. Uh, example: wheat. 
and uh, okay so how do fibrous roots originate so actually fibrous roots are primary roots primary roots that uh, uh, which are short lived that usually turn into fibrous roots so the primary roots that are short lived usually form the fibrous roots and this arises from the base of the stem base of the stem they arise from the base of the stem so this is about the fibrous roots and uh, next we'll go to the adventitious roots these arise from any parts apart from radical apart from the radical uh, we can uh, the trick to remember the example is um baniya goes mad now b for banyan tree g for uh, grasses and m for monstera so these are the examples a uh, banyan tree grasses and monstera are the examples um there are different types of adventitious roots there are five six types of adventitious roots um so we'll be starting with the first type so the first type is uh, floating roots floating roots are uh, okay so the name it speaks for itself floating roots means these are form in aquatic plants and uh, example is jishia aquatic plants so uh, floating roots are usually spongy so the roots are spongy because uh, aquatic plants and uh, you can figure out that since they are aquatic they usually grow in water so if they are growing in water uh they can't sink so they have to be spongy to be able to float so this helps in floating so the roots are spongy because it helps in floating and um it also helps in respiration respiration for the plant just draw a line here
helps in respiration and the next type is the assimilatory roots so assimilatory assimilatory roots okay so um modifications of stem okay so we'll start with modifications of stem the stems may not be uh, always be typically like what they are expected to be they are modified into different functions underground of uh, stems of potato, ginger, turmeric, zameer, kandan, colocasia are modified to store food in them. They also act as organs of peneration to tide over conditions unfavorable for growth. Stem tendrils um, which develop from auxiliary buds are slender and spirally coiled and help plants to climb such as in guards like cucumber, pumpkin, watermelon and grape wine auxiliary buds of stem which may get modified into woody straight and pointed thorns those thorns are found in many plants such as citroot and bougainvillea they protect plants from browsing animals some plants of arid region modify the stem into flattened or fleshy structures flattened structures such as opuntia and cylindrical structures such as euphorbia uh, they contain chlorophyll and carry uh, photosynthesis so underground stems of some plants such as grass and strawberry are examples for the new niche when older parts die the new plants are formed in plants like mint and jasmine a slender lateral branch arises from the base of main axis after growing aerially for some time um, downward touching the ground the lateral branch with short internodes and each internode bearing a rosset of leaves and tuft of roots is found in aquatic plants like Pistia and Euconoria. So here they are talking about um, offset. Okay, uh, this is an example of offset. Um, in banana, pineapple and chrysanthemum, the lateral branches originate from the basal and underground portion of the main stem, grow horizontally beneath the soil and then come out obliquely upward, giving rise to leafy shoots. This is an example of sucker. Okay, so uh, I'll explain the modifications of stem and stem again. So basically, a stem develops from embryo and they can be monocot and dicot. So monocots have coleophile, uh, which is a shoot, and uh, they have negative geotropism and phototropism. While uh, the embryo can also have dicots, which have plumule. Now stem is differentiated into nodes and internodes. Node is a place from where the leaf arises, and internode is the distance uh, between two nodes. Now stem is differentiated into nodes and internodes. Okay. Uh, now nodes can turn into buds. Internodes have uh, a rosset arrangement like you can see in cabbage and why is this? This is because of gibberlins uh, due to uh, increase in internodal distance. Now buds are of two types, axillary buds and terminal buds. Axillary buds are at an angle, uh, that's why axile and terminal buds are apical buds. 
so modifications of stem uh, as i told you as i read out the paragraph from ncrt uh, modifications of bud have uh, i mean sorry modifications of stem are uh, many uh, for many different uses so the underground stem are modified for storage so for storing food now uh, rhizome uh, is uh, a root stalk which is upright and oblique to the soil surface example is detritus and staggering type horizontal branches of rhizome now stem that is horizontal or parallel to the ground uh, or the soil surface which bears stem and nodes and internodes and scaly leaves are example for modification of storage the, uh, the first modification in ncrt is also storage for food or uh, modification for storage uh, and the examples given in the book are ginger turmeric zameerkand and colocasia so ginger turmeric banana and zameen kand zameen kand and colocasia colocasia so these are the examples of uh, modification of storage for stem the first one the second one is tuber now terminal part of underground stem swells to store food okay so uh, terminal means the niche wala or the down so solanum tuberosum which is potato and helianthus tuberosum these are the examples of uh, tubers tubers means jaha uh, your underground stem swells to store food potato is an underground uh, vegetable so like that you get it and then combs what are combs combs grows up vertically from the soil surface they are unbranched nodes and internodes okay so even under storage of food there are three different types um so the first storage we saw was rhizome the second one was tuber third one is comb so combs grow up vertically from the soil surface unbranched nodes and internodes for example colocasia amorphalis and colchicum and then bulbs so in bulbs the stem is reduced they are disc shaped the bud is surrounded by concentrated scaly leaves which are dry outside and moist inside um this is very similar to onion or garlic or uh I'll, okay i'll tell you the types in bulbs so i said inner leaf is fleshy and outer leaf is dry so there are three types of bulbs um or scaly leaves uh so there are simple tunicated bulbs for example onion there are compact tunicated bulbs like garlic and naked bulbs like lily um but uh, um lily doesn't have scaly leaves it is because uh that's why it's called naked bulb but it has bulb like structure so that is that and then um, stem tendrils auxiliary buds modified to form stem uh, yeah tendrils uh so they are long thin and are usually like a climbing organ for support like grape gourds pumpkins watermelons cucumber then thorn axillary buds form hard woody pointed structure or uh, like an example of bougainvillea and citrus the thorns are for protection from animals or uh, any other unwanted uh, organisms subaerial weak stem okay this is another modification 
so subaerial weak stems have modifications like offsets runners suckers stolons and aerial so offsets have a rosette arrangement okay we saw rosette arrangement sure in uh, underground stem and uh, can you guess where we saw rosette arrangement <laughs> lol i'm sorry we saw it at stem the so stem had rosette arrangement in cabbage and why did it have a rosette arrangement in cabbage because of gibberellin and what did gibberellin do gibberellin reduced the internode uh, nodal distance due to which it was uh, that's why cabbages are uh, stuff in a way if you if you can see okay so going back this was just a quick recollection from the word that you have already seen before okay so subaerial weak stem um offsets now offsets have a rosette arrangement in aquatic plants usually so the example are obviously aquatic which is water hyacinth and pistia next we have runners uh, runners belong to the grass family uh, usually they have in elongated internodal distance uh, that's why they are called runners uh, example strawberry and uh, suckers have lateral branches originating from the basal and underground portions of the stem uh usually uh, these grow below the surface of uh, soil and emerge out obliquely to the soil uh, for example banana and pineapple and stolons have lateral branches arising from the main axis of the uh, uh stem uh, which is usually jasmine and mint and uh, aerial is uh, aerial uh, subaerial weak stems are uh, of the aerial arrangement usually happen in rap arid region like opuntia and euphorbia um, why because of the phyllocladde phyllocladde is nothing but uh, the green uh, them being green and them being photosynthetic so that they can produce food for themselves uh, so this was the subaerial weak stem the second type so first we saw underground stem now we saw subaerial weak stem now we'll see aerial modification so aerial modification has stem tendril Okay, we'll see the aerial modification. Now, aerial modification have stem tendril. Auxiliary buds form stem uh, form tendril. Um, okay, this is the a okay, this is the aerial modification. So, stem tendril. Auxiliary buds form tendrils, which helps in climbing weak stem. Uh, for example, like grapes, watermelon, pumpkin, cucumber, and guards. Uh, stem thorn. These develop from auxiliary bud, like bougainvillea, citrus. They have woody structure. Phyllocoid. Again, modified into spines for photosynthetic reasons like uh, opuntia and euphorbia, and cladode. Cladode is a stem modification that is because of the uh, because they want to limit the growth, uh, so that the leaves can become green and photosynthetic. Asparagus and ruckus. So modified vegetative bud which stores food, which is also known as a bulbil. Now, what was a bulbil? We saw bulbil. Uh, had three types: simple compound and naked bulbs. Now um, we have a bulb like that which stores food. So what was bulb? Bulb was something that stored food, right? Um, so yeah, we have a modified vegetative bud which stores food, which is known as agave. And uh, prickles of rose are not thorns actually; they are coarse hair 
which is produced by the epidermis or the cortex now we think rose uh, thorns are uh, you know for protection or something no they are not for protection they are merely because uh, of the uh, cortex uh, because they are actually like coarse uh, hair they are not uh, what we assume as protection no because it's just a flower it's not um, it's not uh, yeah i hope you understand what <laughs> you're not able to find words okay so now leaf um okay i suppose we need to read the ncrt now and then we'll go by uh dissecting the ncrt the leaf is lateral generally flat in structure borne on the stem it develops at node and bears a bud in its axil the auxiliary bud later develops into branch leaves originate from shoot apical meristems and are arranged in acropetal order okay acropetal order is something you need to underline they are the most important vegetative organs for photosynthesis a typical leaf consists of three main parts leaf base petiole and lamina the leaf is also attached to the stem by leaf base and may bear two lateral small leaf like structures uh, called stipules in monocotyledon in monocotyledonous of in monocotyledons the leaf base expands into a sheath covering the stem partially or holes in some leguminous plants the leaf base may be become swollen which is called pulvinus the petiole helps hold the blade to light long thin flexible petioles allow the leaf blades to flutter in wind thereby cooling cooling the leaf bringing fresh air to leaf surface the lamina or the leaf blade is green expanded part of the leaf with veins and veinlets there is usually a middle prominent vein which is known as midrib veins provide rigidity to the leaf blade acts as a channel of transport for water minerals and food materials the shape margin apex surface and extent of in incision of lamina varies in different leaves okay so now we go to the venation arrangement of veins and veinlets in the lamina of a leaf is termed as venation when the veinlets form a network the venation is termed as reticulate when the veins run parallel to each other within the lamina the venation is called parallel the leaves of dicotyledonous plant generally possesses reticulate venation while parallel venation is a character characteristics of most of the cotyledon monocotyledons okay right now types of leaves a leaf is said to be simple when its lamina is entire or when incised the incisions do not touch the midrib when the incisions of the lamina reach the midrib breaking into number of leaflets the leaf is called compound a bud is present in the axil of the petiole in both simple and compound leaves but not in the axil of leaflets of the compound of leaf the compound leaves may be of two types pinnately compound and palmately compound right so i guess we'll stop here and then we'll get back to the ncrt for the modification of leaves let's see how i have read in my notes actually i'm just using them to explain yeah to myself kind of to you people also maybe if this podcast ever reaches to you all i mainly started this because i like talking to someone while i'm reading otherwise it feels blah So yeah, uh, leaf of Phyllopodium. 
um, develops from okay so leaf develops from nodes the main function of leaf is to carry out photosynthesis and uh, food formation of the uh, plant auxiliary buds form axil of leaves arranged in acropetal order uh, the origin of the leaf is the shoot apical meristem and auxiliary buds develop from the branch right so leaf have three main uh, leaf have three main parts actually uh, the hypopodium the mesopodium and the epipodium so hypopodium is the leaf base mesopodium is the petiole and uh, epipodium is the lamina part of leaf attached to the stem uh, sheath leaf sheathingly leaf base uh, which is usually found in monocots is nothing but a leaf base so leaf base the name says it all the part of the leaf that is attached to the stem so the example for this is legume plants or pulvinous leaf base uh, next we have mesopodium or the petiole uh, this is the connecting uh, thing between lamina and the stem the petiole leaves uh, yeah are present um, and in sessile the petiole is absent um, there are examples too uh, in neuconoria the petiole swells up and in citrus the petiole is minged well as we go to the lamina there's a broad flat part of the leaf the function is for photosynthesis and transpiration veins and veinlets are present so that's the epipodium or the lamina right now what are stipules leaves of some plants have lateral appendages on either side of the leaves so leaves plus petiole uh, uh, leaves plus stipule is stipulated leaves or stipule leaves which are found in fabiaceae family okay so um for those who haven't studied the families in morphology and anatomy you really need to know uh, the families right um like this fabiaceae family solanaceae family liliaceae family and so many families like that so we're talking about those families i will be covering those families in the end of the podcast so maybe i'll leave the time stamp and you can go there and check out the families after you hear it here okay so um yeah we'll go back to the topic leaves plus stipule is stipulate leaves which is found in fabiaceae family and leaves minus stipule which means if leaves don't have stipule they are ex stipulate leaves which is found in solanaceae liliaceae families now stipules have many kinds free lateral stipule um here they are independently present on both sides of the leaf for example china rose foliaceous where stipules are like leaves example pea spiny where stipules are like spine so zyzephus is the example uh, stipules uh, where uh, stipules yeah so where both stipules of leaf combine together and form a tube like structure they're called orchirect uh, stipules and example is polygonium polygonum and uh, tendrilal so here stipules are modified into tendril like structure smilax is the example venation okay arrangement of arrangement of veins and veinlets in a leaf lamina so venation can be of two types reticulate and parallel lateral veins into various branches net like structure is reticulate venation which is usually found in dicots all veins parallel to each other with no network like structure are called parallel venation which is usually found in monocots so exception of reticulate venation is callophyllum exception of parallel venation is smilax now reticulate has two types a unicocet and multicocet 
or pinnate and palmate pinnate reticulate venation is only when we have one principal vein now what do you mean by one principal vein principal vein means the main vein present in a leaf the central main vein which you can see very darker and uh, better in a leaf and if a leaf has only one of it it is unicosate or pinnate leaf okay examples are people multicosate or palmate leaf in reticulate venation okay palmate reticulate venation is when there are many principal veins example is xiphus xiphus because in this there are many principal veins right okay now parallel venation will go there and in that pinnate or unicosate is when it has one principal vein example banana and palmate has many principal vein example grass now what do you mean by reticulate and parallel venation it's a very simple question right like what is reticulate and what is parallel venation right i got your back so reticulate venation is when uh, there is one principal vein and there are um different veins going um away from it so there is one principal vein towards your y axis and the other small veins go towards your x axis right and parallel venation is when the principal axis I mean the principal vein and the other small veins are all parallel to each other. I hope you get it. So this is the difference, and in that also these people have two differences, which is uh, one principal vein and many principal vein. It's actually very easy. I know. I hope you guys understand and don't confuse yourself. It's very easy. I'll explain it once again. So reticulate venation. is when there are lateral veins to various branches and they form a net like structure now these can have two types within themselves one in which they will have one principal vein which is pinnate and they can have many principal veins which is palmate now parallel venation is where there is one uh, i mean uh, the veins all the veins run parallel to each other Uh, now there are two types pinnate and palmate in pinnate there's one principal axis in palmate there can be many principal uh, veins or axis this is the difference and there is exception in both where opposite things happen uh, in reticulate it is caulophyllum and in parallel it is smallax okay now simple and compound leaf simple leaf is said to be simple when it's simple when its lamina is entire or maybe incised to any depth but not up to the midrib example people mango radish compound leaf a leaf in which the leaf blade is incised up to the midrib or petiole thus dividing it into smaller parts right which is pinnately compound and palmately compound now in pinnately compound leaves the midrib is present midrib is known as rachis and leaflets on both the sides are present example neem Rachis is absent in palmately compound. All leaflets are attached at the tip of the petiole. Example: silk cotton. Pinnately compound leaves are found in ferns and cycas. Okay, now 
that is it and next we have only modifications of leaf and um, modifications of leaf phyllotaxy inflorescence and we will be done that's it so um, we have just one page left so we'll get back to the NCRT now um, right Take a breather. Okay. Inflorescence. A flower's modified shoot wherein shoot apical meristem changes to floral meristem. Internodes do not elongate and the axis gets condensed. The apex produces different kinds of floral appendages laterally at successive nodes instead of leaves. When a shoot tip transforms into flower, it is always solitary. The arrangements of flower on the floral axis is known as inflorescence inflorescence depends on whether the apex get con gets converted into flower continues to grow there are two major type of inflorescence which are defined as racemos and cymos in racemos main axis continues to grow the flowers are born laterally in acripetal succession in cymos type of inflorescence the main axis terminates the flower and hence is limited growth and are born in basipetal order the flower is the reproductive unit in the angiosperm. It is meant for sexual reproduction. A typical flower has four kinds of arranged successfully on swollen end of stalk or pedicle, uh, pedicel uh, called thalamophore uh, receptacle. There are calyx, corolla, androsium, gynesium. Okay, so calyx and corolla are accessory organs while androsium and gynesium are the reproductive organs. In some flowers like lily, the calyx and corolla are not distinct and are termed as perianth. When a flower has both androsium and gynesium, it is bisexual. A flower having either the stamen or only carpel is unisexual. In symmetry, the flower may be actinomorphic or zygomorphic. Actinomorphic radial symmetry, zygomorphic bilateral symmetry. When a flower can be divided into two equal radial halves in a radial pane plane passing through the center it is called actinomorphic which means when a flower can be divided into two equal halves from the between in a between plane <laughs> it is called actinomorphic example mustard datura and chili mcd you guys mcd m mustard c chili d datura when it can be divided into similar halves in a particular vertical plane, it is zygomorphic. Example, pea, gulmohar, bean, cassia, etc. A flower asymmetrical or irregular if cannot be divided into two similar halves by any vertical plane passing through the center as in canna. As in canna means canna as an example, you guys. Okay, cool. A flower may be trimerous, tetramerous, and pentamerous uh, when floral appendages are multiples of 3, 4, and 5 respectively. Flower with bracts, reduced leaf found at the base of pedicel are called bractate and those with bracts are ebractate. Based on the position of calyx, corolla, and ratio in respect to the ovary on thalamus, the flowers are described as hypogonous, perigonous, and epigonous. The hypogonous flower, the gynosium, occupies the highest position while the other parts are situated below it. Thalamus is conical in shape. So mustard, china rose and brinzel are the example. Um, the ovary in which flowers is said to be superior, example 
okay yeah i told you the example if gynoecium is situated in the center and other parts of the flower are located at the rim of the thalamus at the same level it is called perigynous the ovary here is said to be half inferior example plum rose and peach in epigynous plants the margin of the thalamus grows upward enclosing the ovary completely and getting fused with it the other parts of flowers arise above the ovary hence the ovary is said to be inferior as in flowers of guava and cucumber and the ray of flowers of sunflower okay sunflower is always known as a ray of flowers get it get it people get it okay cool now parts of flower right we need to get there some other day probably because now we need to do from my notes Okay, modifications of stem. Stem are modified into different structure. Okay, simple leaves and compound leaves. Simple leaves have leaf tendril, whole leaf into a wire-like structure. Example P, leaf spine, leaves into pointed spine like Opuntia, Cacti, and Argimore. Leaf pitcher, which is in a shaped structure like Nepenthes and this Chidia. Only they only have leaf lamina, which is in a you know. different way leaf bladder ochicularia and venus flytrap this traps insects it's a simple leaf compound leaf have leaflet hooks like uh, terminal uh, leaflet hooks which means like they have terminal leaflets which are uh, curved hook like structure they help the plants like cat's nail is the example compound leaves also have phylo phyllode uh, here the petiole becomes a flat leaf and functions as a normal leaf so australian acacia and leaflet tendril so there is tendril like structure like garden pea and sweet pea right phyllotaxy pattern of arrangement of leaves on stem or branch uh, phyllotaxy is alternate opposite or hold alternate phyllotaxy is where a single leaf arises from each node alternatively example china rose mustard and sunflower opposite a pair of leaves arises at each node and lie opposite to each other for example guava and callotropis and rolled phyllotaxy or the arrangement of leaves is when more than two leaves arise at each node like nerium and alstonia which is also known as the devil tree okay so you need to understand that eyes of potato are auxiliary buds and they are not stem or whatever so you can't arrange them the hardest thickest and the largest leaf is known as victoria regia which is 1 to 1.5 meter long and the longest leaves are found in raffia vinifera which length is like 10 to 15 meters now in florescence peduncle is nothing but the floral axis so if you hear peduncle here we're talking about the floral axis arrangement of flowers on the floral axis racemous or indefinite right Main axis continues to grow, and there are. But if there's racemos, there's cymos, and all that shit. Yeah, looks like I didn't attend the two lectures. All right, shit, sir. Cool. Okay, so main axis continues to grow, and no termination of flower and acropetal orders, racemos, and uh, or indefinite inflorescence. Peduncle is elongated. Flowers are pedal, pedicellate. Radish and mustard are the examples. 
Pedunculus branched, pedicellated flowers or compound racemos, racemos of racemosus panicle. Gulmoharan cassia. Spike peduncle, elongated flower sessile. And peduncle is branched. They have spikes and they have small branch of flowers which is called a spikelet. Example, grass family. Um, the next is catkin or amentum. Uh, here the peduncle or the floral axis is thin, long and weak. Here the flowers are sessile and are unisexual. Uh, example, mulberry. Spandex. Here the peduncle is thick, long and fleshy. They are small and sessile and are unisexual. They are uh, maize. For example, maize. Corimb. Peduncle is short. Lower, uh, lower flowers are longer. Example, cauliflower. Umbel. Uh, here the flower stalk is almost equal length at some point. And uh, this is an inflorescence. And here uh, examples are cumin, fennel, coriander, jeera, soft and coriander leaves and racemos head here the peduncle tip is broad flattened in a shape of convex or concave uh, here the leaves uh, are usually small and sessile and they're found in florets they're unisexual bisection and can be sterile this is the most advanced inflorescence example is sunflower and marigold that's why they call as raylets or flowerlets you know Okay, uh, so that we are done with racemos and fluorescence. And um, yeah, now we have to go to the next topic, which is parts of flower. The calyx is the outermost hole of the flower. The members of uh, are called uh, sepals, and generally sepals are green, leaf-like structure and protect flowers in the bud stage. Calyx may be gamosepalous or polysepalous. Which means the sepals can be united or the sepals can be uh, free, just polysepalous. Now, corolla. Corolla is composed of petals. Petals are usually brightly colored to attract insects for pollination. The calyx and corolla may be united. Um, so, if the calyx and corolla are united, they are known as gamopetalous. And if they are uh, free, then they are known as polypetalous. Uh, right. The shape and uh, color of corolla are greatly vary from plant to plant. Corolla may be tubular, funnel shaped or wheel shaped. Okay, now estivation. Estivation is mode of arrangement of sepals or petals and floral with respect to the other members in the whole is known as estivation. The main types of estivation is valvet, twisted, imbricate and vexillary. When sepals or petals uh, in a whole are just uh, to one and another at a margin without overlapping, as in calotropus, it's said to be valvate. It's twisted if one margin of the appendages overlaps, oh, overlaps the next one and so on. Examples are china rose, lady's finger and cotton. China rose, lady's finger and cotton have twisted estivation. Imbricate estivation is when... Uh, sepals or petals overlap one another but in a particular direction as in a as in cassia and gulmohar, this is imbricate estivation. And in pea and bean flowers, there are five petals. And one, the standard one, overlaps the two lateral petals, which look like wings. Um, yeah, right. So, pea and bean are example of 
vexillary um, right so these are the type of vexi uh, what these are the type of estivations now we go to the androsium and gynesium androsium is com composed of uh, stamen each stamen which rep uh, represents their main reproductive organ consists of a stalk or a filament and an anther each anther is usually bilobed and each lobe has two chambers okay very simple so sta um is composed of stamen each stamen represents a male reproductive organ which consists of a filament and an anther so this anther is usually bilobed bilobed means what two lobes and each lobe has two chambers so one lobe has two chambers which is known as the pollen sac the pollen grains are produced in the pollen sac sterile stamen is called a stamen node which is found in tamarind and cania stamens of flowers may be united with other members such as petals or uh, among themselves when stamen are attached to the petals their epipetalis as in brinjal um when they are attached to the perianth of the flower example lily stamens in order to remain free polyandrous um they have various degrees uh, where they are polyandrous stamen may be united with one bunch or one bundle known as monodefilis as in china rose two bundles diadefilis in a pea and many bundles in cetrus right gynesium so androsium is the male so gynesium is the female reproductive part of a flower and is made up of um, one or more carpels a carpel consists of three parts namely stigma style and ovary ovary is enlarged basal part on which lies the elongated tube the style so of um anther has uh, i mean androsium male reproductive part has anther and uh, gynesium the female reproductive part has ovary and in that it has style right style connects the ovary to the stigma the stigma is usually at the top of the style and is the receptive surface for pollen grain right each ovary bears one or more ovules attached to a flattened cushion like placenta where more than one carpel is present they may be free as in lotus and rose and are a carpus they are termed syncarpus when the carpels are fused example mustard and tomato after fertilization the ovules develop into seed and ovaries mature into fruit right okay now placentation so placentation is the arrangement of ovules within ovary the placentation are of different types like marginal placentation uh, this forms a ridge along the ventral suture of the ovary and ovules are born on the ridge forming two rows example p okay when the placentation is axial the ovules are attached into the multilocular ovary the placentation is said to be axile as in china rose tomato and lemon in parental placentation the ovules develop on the inner wall of the ovary or the peripheral part inner part of the ovary or the peripheral part yeah ovary is one chambered but has two chambered due to the formation of false septum example mustard and argemore so there's a false septum in parent uh, acylation what placentation yeah false septum is formed no 
when ovules are born on the central axis and septa are absent dianthus and primrose the placentation where uh, this is called free centrella um in basal placentation the placenta forms at the base of the ovary and single ovule is attached to it as in self flowered margin right right now we have the fruit the fruit is a characteristic feature of flowering plants right Uh, if a fruit is formed with fertile without fertilization of ovary, it is called parthenocarpic fruit. Fruit formed without fertilization is parthenocarpic. Generally, the fruit consists of a wall or pericarp and seeds. The pericarp can be dry or fleshy. When pericarp is thick and fleshy, it is differentiated. It is differentiated. Difference. Differentiated. into outer epicarp middle mesocarp and the inner endocarp right for example in mango and in coconut so mango and coconut fruit is known as drupe they develop from monocarpellary superior ovaries ovaries and are one seed and have one seed in mango the pericarp is well differentiated into outer thin middle fleshy and edible mesocarp and in inner stony hard endocarp coconut which is also drupe the mesocarp is fibrous okay so now we have seeds the outermost covering of a seed is the seed coat the seed coat has layers our the outer layer is testa and the inner one is tegment the helum is a scar on the seed coat through which the developing seeds were attached to above the helium is a small pore called microphyll within the coat is the embryo consisting of an embryonal axis and two cotyledons the cotyledons are more fleshy and full of reserve food materials at the end of the embryonal axis present the radicle and the plumule in some seeds such as the castor the endosperm formed as a result of double fertilization is for storing food tissue right in plants such as bean gram and pea the endosperm is not present in the mature seeds and such seeds is known as non endospermous when endosperm is not present in mature seeds those seeds are called non endospermous right structure of monocotyledonous seed monocotyledonous seed are endospermic but example orchids are non endospermic so and orchids are non endospermic but are monocotyledonous seed in the seeds of cereals such as maize the seed coat is membranous and generally fused with the fruit wall the endosperm is bulky and stores food right endosperm is bulky and stores food the outer covering of the endosperm separates the embryo by proteinaceous layer called areolar layer the embryo is small situated in the groove at the end of the endosperm it consists of one large shield shaped cotyledon known as the scutellum so what is the scutellum it is one large shield shaped cotyledon cotyledon scutellum right short axis plumule and radicle the plumule and radicle are enclosed into sheets which are called as coleoptile and coleorhiza so plumule is coleoptile and radicle is coleorhiza respectively what are these these are the sheets 
okay now semi technical description of a flowering plant now for example they might give you a numbering system where you might have to find out which family they are from or what is it or what is not so there are various morphological features which they use to find out with the help of symbols ki kya hai bhai ye right so in floral formula there are some symbols in the floral formula um stands for bractate k stands for calyx k is for calyx and c is for corolla c is for corolla so if you see anything like k or 2 plus 2 or 2 plus 3 it's calyx c is for corolla superior um p is for perianth a is for androecium g is for gynoecium and g with a dash down is superior ovary g with a dash up is inferior ovary uh you know the male and the female signs and you know the bisexual sign with the male and a female plus with a round is for actinomorphic and the percentage symbol is for zygomorphic so yeah um right number of plants of flower their arrangement and their own axis width the floral formula shows the cohesion and adhesion of parts of rolls in between whorls right for listening to me humming so almost in an hour i guess we're done with morphology almost done with morphology um after this if at all you guys reach to the end of the podcast and hear me all through do consider going and reading page number 78 79 80 and 81 in the old ncrt i don't know if you have the new ncrt basically read the topic um description of some important families this is very important this will give you a very good idea i would suggest you to read this uh, description of some important families at the beginning of learning morphology it will become very easy for you once you know about the families their uh, structure their uh, importance their characteristics and examples you will ace in morphology morphology is an amazing chapter if you like biology <laughs> lol um yeah so anyways uh, there are just i think what one uh, fabiaceae solanaceae liliaceae um yeah there are just three families there's another family you need to know about which is brassicaceae and in brassicaceae you only need to know about their examples so the examples of brassicaceae are turnip radish mustard cauliflower and cabbage turnip radish mustard cauliflower and cabbage is the brassicaceae family and the others are given in the book so i suggest you to read this um uh, ncrt it's very important uh 
the topic of description of some important families there you will even even get the floral formula for each family they might ask you because it is important and people don't pay heed to it so yeah i guess that's it we have finished morphology of a flowering plant in an hour imagine it was just revision but still like um you can use this podcast in many useful ways by just listening to it before you sleep or when you're just doing some work you can just listen to it just listening to it would make your mind register stuff you will not realize but when you start solving questions your brain is automatically going to take your hand to where the answer is cuz you listen to it you remember it you see it you remember it even more and you listen and you see the book you remember it thousand times so i hope this podcast would be helpful for you all it was really helpful for me i love teaching people all i'm learning and yeah um i wish i could make videos but for now i don't have time for videos and i have to sit to edit this i don't even have to edit like yeah but yeah still like i would like to say that um, please 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 listen to the this podcast the whole podcast please keep your ncrt with you when you are listening to my podcast and uh, remember everything side by side this will help you in both ways like if you listen to my podcast and you read you will remember better you don't have the book listen to my podcast go read your book after that whenever you can you will still remember better so yeah thank you you guys next i will be uploading either anatomy of flowering plants or digestive system or biomolecules it all depends on my mood so thank you you all i hope you all listen bye bye